Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. And as always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And I had to bring back the first repeat guest ever. And that is my sister, Lauren, who made some waves with the first episode. And I got a lot of requests that said bring her back. And I agreed with all of them. So I had to make it happen. If you can do us a favor, uh, you know, we got deep again on this episode. So if you can screen grab and share it on Instagram, tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. I would greatly appreciate it. And also give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. This show has grown tremendously and I am incredibly grateful. So let's keep it going. I appreciate all the reviews and all the feedback. And lastly, I just want to say that this episode is sponsored by The Muscle Feed. So The Muscle Feed is your resource for quality programming delivered through an easy-to-use app, daily workouts, monthly programming, access to coaches, get your questions answered about nutrition, about supplements, about training, basically anything that you want to know, we've got you covered. So find us at The Muscle Feed on Instagram and visit themusclefeed.com. Now let's get into the episode with my sister, Lauren Milner. All right, so we are back with round two of the most requested interview because after you came on the first time, everybody reached out to me and was like, you have to get your sister back on. She should be a regular. And I was like, I totally agree. Um, but now we have like four times the amount of people who are actually listening. So it's exciting to share your crazy story and impact a lot of people. Um, the takeaways from the first episode were pretty amazing, just like all the feedback, the messages, emails. Um, I was really happy to see that the response was so positive. So anyway, welcome back, Lauren, for round two. Thank you. Thanks for having me back, and thanks for the listeners who took the time to, to tune in. Um, again, no pressure for, for round two or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. For those who are new to the show, I feel like we have to do a little bit of a recap since you went like very in-depth into your story, your journey the first time around, and obviously they can go back and listen to that episode, and I would encourage everybody to do so. But if you want to just like run through a Cliff Notes version, if that's possible, just a short and sweet recap of what's been going on in your life and then bring us up to date on today. Yeah, so quick recap is that um – so so basically, I'm on the Dick Pray Love tour, and basically what that means is I've dated women. Really, the whole the premise of our last episode, you know, in all honesty, I mean, I am on the Dick Pray Love tour, but but to be honest, the premise of our last episode was really about listening to your truth, uh, vulnerability, being honest, uh, following your passion, being courageous, despite shit tons of fear and things like that. That was like ultimately the premise of our episode. And really it it came about from my story, which was that I lived in um, shame and uh, fear and, um, you know, just a lot of like body shame and things like that that held me back from really following my heart. I dated women um, for most of my adult life and ultimately realized that I wanted to explore dating men, and the thing that held me back probably the most from that was fear. And so actually that brings us up to right now because um, – so it's been a few months now that I've been exploring this whole scene of dating men and really like facing some of my inner demons and putting myself out there. And um, I'm going to try to not sound angry but or like I'm not I'm trying not to generalize and I don't want to sound like I'm like a like a man hater but like I kind of understand why I was with women for a really long time now um so I've been doing this like I decided to just like try this whole like online dating scene and holy mother of god like wow I had no idea what I was in for and you know I just want to say like so I'm I'm on one online dating app. That's like all I can handle at the moment. So I shouldn't generalize. I don't know what other apps are like. I've only been on it for about three weeks now. Um I, I don't have a ton of experience. So I just want to like put it out there that um anything that I'm talking about is based on 
a very, very small sample study and my own experience and not trying to generalize to other apps or other experiences. I'm just speaking to my own recent experience. So I want to back up for just a second because you originally started without doing any sort of online dating and you wanted to meet people wherever you could. Um, you know, we talked about everywhere you go is an opportunity. And so talk about kind of what you learned initially as you started dating men. Um, you weren't using any online dating apps, what your experiences were like initially, um, and then what got you to the point where you were like, all right, I'm going to give this a try. And then how that experience has kind of shaped um, where you're at right now. You're such a good interviewer. <laughs> you ask such good questions. Um, who knew? So what a great question. So so what prompted the online dating thing? Right. I was totally avoiding it, again, with good reason. Um, right. I wanted to just meet people, like, organically, and I thought that was the best way to go and just put it out there to all my friends in hopes that someone would, like, set me up with someone, like, semi-sort of kind and normal. Um so what happened was I was sort of like semi-seeing slash really just having sex with a guy who is significantly younger than me. And after getting so incredibly beyond beyond frustrated with his inability to like make a plan – and I'm talking make a plan to like bang, okay? Like I'm not talking like make a plan to like – go to dinner. I'm talking like literally his inability to be like, yes, like let's have sex on Tuesday night. Like he literally couldn't give me like a like a day like to just be like, sure, like I'll come over after work kind of thing. Or like he would make – he would say he was coming over and then just like legit just like not show up. And look, that's on me, right? Like he was – much younger, like clearly gave me every signal under the sun that like he's not capable. And so, you know, after a few weeks of just like so much frustration, I realized like we need to like just we I need to do something different, right? So this is this current thing is like not working. And I think the thing that really like prompted the online dating thing was that like I I, I got tired of like looking at my it I was like annoying myself like I was like I was stuck and I was like it was annoying me that like I cared whether this 25 year old guy was like texting me back or not I'm like Lar he's clearly giving you every sign under the sun that like he can't do this why are you still like thinking that at some point he's going to be able to like stop and you know, I think, look, it, it served as a distraction. Like, I'm going through a lot of transition, and it was, like, a good distraction from some of the more serious things and feelings that I have going on in my life. So, like, it served its purpose. But in order for me to stop focusing on whether he was texting me back, I needed to, like, increase my, like, cast a wider net, basically, and pick up some and get my self-respect back and like, you know, kind of move on. And I feel like sometimes in order to do that, you need to just find other distractions, really. And, you know, I wasn't really, while I was like putting myself out there and thinking that there was opportunity, whether I was going into a restaurant or a bar or a coffee shop or telling friends, like, I just wasn't getting the kind of like – um you know, interactions or opportunities that I guess I thought or hoped that I would. So I thought, all right, in order to stop worrying about whether this stupid 25-year-old is writing me back or not, I need to, like, just do something different and I'm going to just do this online thing and just, like, see what happens, basically. So I think I love to draw parallels and there's a lot of people listening who probably aren't dealing with online dating or dating in general. Maybe you're in a happy relationship and that's fantastic, but I love to draw parallels from different situations. And the fact is that everybody can relate to being stuck in a situation 
and doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result. And it's like, oh, well, this time will be different. And then it's the same. And it's like, well, you know what? You hang on to that little bit of hope that, you know, this next time will be different. And then it's the same. Um, Just the ability to recognize that in order to get a different outcome, you have to take a different approach. Uh, You should give yourself a lot of credit because so many people just stay in that place of continuously hoping that things will just magically change without actually taking action and taking control of the situation and changing them. It's a really difficult thing to do. So you should be proud of yourself for that. Um, So that kind of, you know, is a parallel to really everything, you know, everybody can relate to that, um, regardless of whether you're on the dating scene or not. Um, So then you decided if you wanted something different, you had to take a different approach. So you explored the online dating app world. Um, What's your experience been like so far? Again, look at you with the interviewing skills. I'm so impressed. Um, so I, yeah, right. So that, so I did. I knew I had to do something different um, and no longer have any expectations of this 25-year-old guy. So I, uh, what I did was I took a selfie with a dog in my picture because – God forbid I do, like, something without, like, researching it. And I, like, had researched that, like, women get more likes when they have a picture with a dog. So, like, I was determined to get a selfie with an 80-pound dog in my picture, which I sort of did. And it was – I don't know. You know, uh, it came out what it was. So – get this picture. I, my best friend was like, you cannot use this picture. Like it, it, it just, you can't use this picture. The dog looks like it's about to attack you. And I'm like, no, I'm using this picture. This is what's happening. So, and actually you encouraged me too. You're like, throw it up there. Just put it online, see what happens. Just do it. Go for it. And you were right. Uh, that was good advice. I did. I threw this picture up online and all of a sudden, and I had no idea, like, the apps, like, aren't that – I mean, maybe they are to, like, people that, like, know what they're doing. But, like, to me, the apps, like, aren't that user-friendly. So, like, I throw this, like, picture up online and then, like, next thing I know, I'm, like, swiping things and I'm, like, liking things. And I don't know, like, what I'm swiping and I don't know what I'm liking. And then I'm getting, like, super likes and lightning bolts and <laughs> stars and hearts and I don't – and I'm, like – like legit, I had my best friend had to like literally join my app. Like I had to give her my like password so she could get on my app with me and be like, you know, tell me like, okay, this means this and that means that and this super like is this. And when you swipe left, you're doing that and you swipe right and you're doing like we had to like do this whole thing together. So it took me a little while to get used to this whole like app thing. It's like a little overwhelming at first. So I so I so I join the app. I start getting used to it. And um so I've had all kinds of experiences so far. And again, it's really only been 3 weeks. Um and at first, I just had that pic that one picture of the dog which I and it didn't so okay, just to tie it into our last episode like in terms of vulnerability and putting your body out there and like body stuff. And again, granted, this is online, right? So like, what do you have to go by other than like what someone looks like? So what I started to notice is that this one picture, while it was like creating maybe some a lot of interest and like curiosity, I kept getting like, like, I would get these guys that would be like, like, hey, like, how you doing? And then we would engage in a conversation and inevitably, like, I would get, um, hey, I want to see more of your body. Like, I want to see more pictures. Like, can you send me, like, can we message outside of this app so I can get more pictures? Like, I started getting that a lot, which triggered all my stuff, right? Like, all my stuff from what we had talked about before, like, body stuff. It's like, Oh, my God. See, this is why, like, I can't date men because, like, all they're going to care about is what my body looks like. And now, look, here, this is being proved. And I need to, like, I'm not going to be able to do this because, like, I just can't. And all my, like, all the fears and all the shame and all the stuff, like, so I really had to, like, work through that a lot. And 
sort of, I know you and I talked a little bit about it and just in terms of like, how do you navigate that, right? Like, so it's, it's what do you do, <laughs> right? I, yeah, I think the nature of online dating in general, when you're dealing with apps like that, especially, it's like all of your insecurities are just put right on front street. And it's just out there, like whatever your vulnerabilities are, whatever you're most insecure about, it's right there. You cannot avoid that. It's basically you're being judged based off of your physical appearance right off the bat. So there's like no connection being made first. It's literally a quick decision. Is this person physically attractive enough to warrant my swipe in one direction or another? And then your profile, you have to like create this persona and start to be like, all right, well, how much do I want to divulge about myself? How much do I want to put out there? Uh, I think that it's a challenging thing to navigate. And, um, you know, it's kind of unfortunate because you, you know, with apps like that, you know, there's just so many people that really aren't worth your time, but that's like the vast majority but if you think about it, it's just like a numbers game. So there's like tens of thousands of people and, you know, you're going through this superficial process of just being judged on one photo or a couple photos. And then um, so like the odds of getting into you like getting past the physical part, then getting past the like small talk and then getting to an actual meaningful conversation. Um, that's like a small percentage of the time. So I think you really have to come into it with that mindset and it's and it's a difficult thing because you know if you do have insecurities and you're basing it off of like the guy that is like hey what does your body look like and then you're like oh maybe i should talk to him and then it's like dick pic 2 seconds later and like you're like what the fuck is this um it can really give you uh you know just a projection of what it's going to be like and you start to assume that that's going to be every interaction and you really have to understand um, you know kind of what you're up against going into it so I think it was probably uh, for you like a (laughs) an experience that was uh, maybe eye-opening maybe you expected it to some extent but not at the level that it kind of came across is that accurate yeah, it's it's definitely accurate. And it's like – and, you know, the thing is – and uh, yes. And, and, you know, it's inter- – here, I'll give you I, – I feel like giving, like, specific examples is, like, helpful and, like, sharing stories is really helpful. Um, so just, just so everyone knows, I did actually ultimately put up more pictures. And the reason I did was because I wanted to prevent this kind of, like, questioning. Like, I wanted – like – I wanted to just cut it off, right? Like, this is me. This is what I look like. This is my body, right? So, like, like you're either going to like it or you're not going to like it, and let's just, like, put it out there, right? So I figured, like, that was kind of the way to go. So just I eventually did – I, like, I couldn't believe I was one of those people that, like, put on some, like, cute outfit, got in front of the mirror, and took a freaking selfie for my online dating app. I was like – who am I? My feminist card is being taken away from me. Like, what is wrong with me here? I, not only that, I sent the picture to my best friend. And I'm like, oh, my God, I need your help. Which picture am I using? Like, who am I? What am I doing? Like, how am I in this world? Um, but but what? so I realized a few things. Like, so I did that. I put the pictures up. It shows, you know, I mean, I'm fully clothed and all that stuff. Like, but I, but, you know, it shows like full body picture and like the whole thing. And in terms of like, you know, what I realize, and in terms of like the feminist card is that like really feminism for me is like about empowerment and about choices and that we have the power to make our own choices and what feels best for us in any given moment. So for me, it felt better to put myself out there and just be like this way. If you like it, you sw- swipe one way. And if you don't, swipe the other way. And I'm putting myself out there kind of thing. And that was that choice for me. Um, and, I, you know, it's been hard because it's like how do you navigate – like with online dating, in some way, like can you have both, right? Like so I have engaged in conversations with guys that – have initially reached out to me and been like, hey, sexy, I think you're really beautiful. Like, 
you know, I really like your style of dressing. Like, I'd like to get to know you. Or how are you doing, right? And it's like that initial, like, I I feel like guys – so I get it. Look, generally guys are visual. That's what they respond to. And look, on some level I'm doing the same thing, right? I'm swiping one way based on God knows whatever reason I'm swiping one way or the other to the guys that I'm looking at. But like I think guys – probably equally feel as insecure and awkward and they're looking for a way to engage and connect and they're taught that women want attention, right? And I imagine that a lot of women online really like getting those kinds of compliments. And and look, I'm not saying telling someone that they're beautiful is like a bad thing. It's just, you know, for me, it, it's a trigger for me, basically. And so it's like, but I have engaged in those conversations and, and, and have, and it has turned out that I've had some really good, deep conversations with people that have maybe started the conversation by like, hey, I think you're really beautiful or you're really sexy or whatever. So I think I need, I, it's, it's really just sort of navigating that and, finding a way to like allow for both and to allow for whatever feelings come up from that. So it's okay to like feel that initial, like someone says something like, hey, sexy, you know, kind of thing. And like my initial like, okay, I'm being triggered. He only, he's only interested because he thinks I'm hot and he's an asshole and blah, blah, blah. Like all the stuff that comes up because that's a lot of my baggage and also stay in the moment and trust that as I explore this dynamic, give 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 the dynamic the opportunity to like grow. And if it turns out that I'm continuing to feel that this is just going to stay superficial, I have the choice to step out. So just allowing myself to just explore as the things evolve, if that makes sense. 100%. I think two powerful takeaways there is the first, you take control back. So it's easy to play the victim in those situations and be like, I am a victim to the nature of the way that these apps are set up and you know the fact that I have to conform to this way of doing things. But the reality is that you took control the same way that it was like when you were dealing with the 25-year-old who was, you know, not able to make a plan and commit and whatever. Um, what I had told you at the time was like, you have total control of that situation. So you don't have to agree to make a plan. You don't have to reach out to him. You can cut that off. Like you own that situation and get to um, do with it as you please. And the same thing with, you know, kind of your perspective on your profile and what pictures to put up and what conversations you agree to engage in, um, you're in total control. And I think that self-awareness of like, okay, I'm being triggered. Um, I understand that this is coming from my own stuff that I need to work through. Uh, but then, you know, taking control and actually confronting it. And it's almost like it puts it out there, which can be a positive thing because you're almost forced to then deal with it and not just like bury it and like, you know, shy away um, and be like, you know, this is just not for me because it triggers me. Um, and then I think what you mentioned about the the nature of, um, you know, with guys, you know, and so men versus women, and this is going to be a gross generalization, but there's actually studies to support this, is that we kind of project our own shit. So if you think about a guy, the, you know, the thing for, for men, it's going to be say something nice about us physically. And so then if that's what we want to hear, then that's what we say. And then for women, it's like, you know, say something about me as a person. And then if that's what you want to hear, then that's what you'll say. But then it's not received. So an example would be like, you know, I would appreciate a compliment on my physical appearance. So I'm going to put that out there. That might not, you know, and that comes from me projecting. Then for from a women's perspective, it's like, I'm going to start this conversation with, hey, you know, you seem like a really nice guy. You seem like you have a great personality or something like that, where the guy is going to interpret that like, well, why would she say that? Is she really even interested? But that's, that's you know, kind of, um, it's almost the opposite. So you have to think that if you're a guy starting a conversation to a woman, that you would 
want to pick something out of her profile that gives you some insight into her personality and comment on that. Like, oh, hey, I see that you have a lot of pictures outdoors. Um, you know, do you like to stay active or whatever? And, you know, oh, I see you had this picture of your dog. You know, are you are you a pet person? Like commenting on something that you picked up on their personality will go a long way. And then unfortunately, on the flip side of that from a woman, come, you know, saying something to a man, it would be more like, um, oh, hey, you know, I like that picture of you on the beach. You looks like you have nice muscles or something like that. That's going to, um, you know, appease kind of, uh, what men look for initially. Uh, so this was actually something that they talked about on the sex with Emily podcast. And there was like the percent of like response and engagement when, you know, men complimented women on more personality stuff. And when women complimented men on physical appearance, there was like a higher, rate of success and getting that, getting past that surface level stuff and actually starting a meaningful conversation. Um, so it's almost like the opposite of what you want to hear. Uh, and it's like, we do that because we're projecting our own shit. Um, so I think that's, that's an interesting thing that you noticed and we're able to confront and like put yourself out there. And, um, and I'm not really sure what the point of that was other than it's valid and what you're experiencing is valid. Um, so how has that gone now that you've kind of unpacked that for yourself? Yeah. So actually, if I could quote you directly, it's something that you said to me that likely I will never forget for the rest of my life, which is that you said, don't let the dick control you, which is exactly what you said. Take power, take your power back from the dick and make your own choices. Something along those lines. So I'm going to get into that, that quote and why you said that quote in just a minute. But I first want to respond to what you said because I have like a really good example of something that I think really kind of sums it up. So just the other day I was I was messaging with a guy who did start the conversation by commenting on my appearance. But I just – but overall I got like the sense that he was, you know, like a just a decent guy and I engaged in the conversation. And then on on the online dating app, you can't – share more pictures like through messaging like you either have to take the conversation to like to to text like give your phone number or do something else so he said to me like hey why don't you text me i'd like to um like share more pictures and talk to you more and i kind of made this rule after having some not so great experiences with sharing my phone number that um i i try not to give out my phone number now until i meet somebody so i downloaded this other app that you can like share pictures and and stories and things like that, but they can't stalk you basically, and they can't like know other things about you. So I had him download this other app, and he and I started messaging through this other app, and he did his thing of like, "Hey, send me some pictures," and I, you know, so I sent him a picture, and the next thing I know, thankfully it wasn't a dick pic, but next thing I know, he started sending me all these pictures. And ultimately, and so back and forth, we were talking and sharing and really had a deep conversation. And a few days went on where we were just kind of back and forth and, you know, sharing what we were doing and things like that. And ultimately, what he said and what I discovered is that exactly what you said. So he was looking for me to comment on his pictures and – it was through like his insecure like all these insecurities started coming out in him like because we we started talking about like sex and sexual like interactions and things like that and all this stuff started coming out like well first he said something to me along the lines of by the way like you never commented on my on my picture like do you like what you see and i'm like right right Right. Men are insecure, too. Like, men are looking for validation, too. Like, they want us to comment on those things. So that was an eye-opener. Like, I'm not the only one with insecurities here. And then all this other stuff started coming up. Like, he started, like, disclosing all these things about, like, like if we were to be in, like, like if we were to, like, have sex. Like, he started opening up. Like, can I get hard? What if I come too fast? What if I'm not good like what if you're not into me like what if like all this stuff started coming out and it was like such a like and I was really grateful that he shared in a way because I was like like 
I, I think this is what's a lot of times what's really going on in these dynamics and especially online because in a way it's so easy to like message with someone or, or text someone that you don't actually know in real life, like that you've never even actually met before. Like, you know, someone's on the other end of the phone, but there's this sort of, there's this way that you can like, you know, say things that you wouldn't normally say, right? So I forget where I was going. Wait, with this. but I have to point out another yeah. parallel because yeah. this is just so spot on. Think about that in our current environment. So, what are you doing when you create a profile? You're putting out what you think other people want to see. What is going to get me the most amount of swipe, whatever direction means good? Um, so, like, how, like, what can I put out there as far as pictures? How can I write this, like, witty profile? Um, that is where we are right now as a society. That is Instagram. That is Facebook. That is, like, 90% of our interaction with people is what we put on a screen. And we're trying to put our best foot forward. We're trying to give off this appearance that I'm living my best life. And I'm so like, look at this perfect picture of me having fun or like, look what, you know, whatever. And our profiles and our captions and everything is like crafted with so much thought and consideration. And then on the other side of that, somebody reading that is like, well, this person has no flaws. This person has no insecurities. And all of a sudden you're like, you forget that behind below the surface, there's a whole bunch of shit going on. And I think that that is powerful regardless of whether, you know, it's just day-to-day interaction, like you're following somebody who you look up to on social media, or, you know, you're trying to connect with somebody through an online dating app. You're seeing like this snapshot moment of, you know, one thing that they decided, you know, would be a picture that would maybe get them more likes or whatever the case may be. But I think that's a powerful thing to understand that um, there is always more to the story and you're just seeing that like cover page. Um, and I think that that's a challenge in general. Like how do you get past that and how do you actually get into the deeper level stuff and figure out what their you know insecurities are, what makes them vulnerable and, uh, you know, uh, a lot of, of what we talked about last time, like how do you show your authentic self when you're kind of battling this, like wanting to put your best foot forward, wanting to give off this perception that like you've got your shit together, that, you know, you, you want to pick like the right angled selfie and the right, you know, outfit or whatever. And uh, so I think that that's just the nature of where we're at right now, where a lot of our interaction, a lot of our communication is not in real life. So it's, you know, it's easy to ignore all the flaws that we all have. And I think that that's an interesting dynamic now, uh, like with where technology has taken us. Um, and it's, you know, it's in the online dating world, like more than anything, but I think just day to day life, just how people, even if you're like, you know, in school with somebody or you work with somebody, like you're still seeing a lot of what they put out on social media. And it's oftentimes like, the highlight reel. Um, so getting past that is definitely a challenge. So I'll tell you what helped. I'll tell you what ultimately made him open up with some of his fears. It was actually me being vulnerable and opening up about my fears. So, you know, on these like online things, you get into these like sexy, flirty, like whatever, like, oh, like I want to fuck you and oh, you're so blah, 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 like all this stuff, right? Because that's easy to do when you're like online like that. And when we actually got to sort of this idea of like actually making a plan and actually getting together, I was like, I'm going to be real. Like if if we actually like make a plan and I actually like meet this human being like in person – um, I'm going to be really nervous, right? And I'm going to be super anxious. And I'm going to have all these different, like, things that are going to come up. And I told him that. I'm like, if we do that thing and, like, I meet you, um, yeah, I'm going to be really anxious. Just so you know, dude, like, I'm going to be super anxious. And next thing I know, like, this whole, like, oh, I'm going to be blah, 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 blah. Like, the whole front, like, just slowly just faded away. And I got... Yeah, I'm going to be really – I'm going to actually be really nervous too. And then I got like – and I'm going to be afraid that I can't like get hard. And I'm going to be afraid that like you're not going to be into me. Like I got all this stuff. And then I came back with like, yeah, well, this is how I feel. Like 
So just putting, being real and allowing myself to express the things that are really actually going on gave him the space to then do the same thing. And then we had like a real connection. And so I think though it's the world of online dating and then here's where I'm kind of in this place of like navigating and struggling and figuring out, which is like taking those kinds of dynamics and and relationships and connections and bringing it into real life, right? So like we had this whole crazy like deep engaging conversation that like I'm actually not sure I've ever had with a guy in person before. And then to take that into like, okay, so let's actually meet. Like at what point do you like take this and you're like, um, okay, time to meet. And so what I have found is all kinds of like ex- – I've had all kinds of things happen. Like everything from like making an actual plan with a guy – to like then they cancel at the last minute to not even showing up at all to making a plan that same day showing up having amazing sex and like hopefully mom's not listening because she would have heart failure right now um to like meeting up thinking the connection was amazing online and then meeting up with the person and being totally not into them and seeing them in a totally different way like it has been, run the spectrum from it, things that I, like, never anticipated. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I think there is something to be said for um, – and this is sort of where I'm at right now, actually, like, in terms of um, the exploration of dating men. So I feel like I went through this – and I'm probably still in it a little bit. but And I think that this is normal when – I think, you know, when people who are – you know, gay and closeted and end up coming out, kind of go through this sort of hypersexual experience where they feel like, like, you know, I'm generalizing, but like this need to sort of sleep with everyone because they repress their feelings for so long. So I think I went through that. I'm probably still going through it a little bit where I repressed my feelings for men for so long. So I came out as being leaning more towards liking men and like all I wanted was dick and that's all I could think about. When I started getting dick, I was like, okay, now I need to like, all right, I get it. I've done that. Having a lot of sex, whatever. But like, okay, so now I'm at this place of like, yeah, at some point, Lauren, you're going to like actually need to have like a real like potential like connection, relationship, something. You're going to have to be real, right? And this is where, you know, (laughs) so what I've been finding is that like, for me, I actually find that like sex is um, a way to protect myself from being being vulnerable, or it's a way for me to be. It's, it's it's like a power thing in a way, or like a control thing. It's like if I meet somebody online and I have sex with them, and I know this is like going to sound, oh my god, like again, feminist card, the whole thing. But I'm just, I'm being real and I'm putting it out there and this is what comes up for me and this is what I'm navigating. But like, if I meet somebody online and I blow them and I have sex with them, then they're going to like me more because I do these things, right? If I don't do those things, that means like I have to have like a conversation and I have to have things to say and all my other stuff comes up. Like, Am I good enough? Am I going to be funny enough? Are they going to like me? Am I going to like them? What are we going to talk about? Like all these other things start coming up for me. Um, And that's kind of where I'm at now, which is like, sure, like I'm, you know, still like want to have sex with people and stuff like that's like that. But like I'm sort of at this place now where I'm like, I actually like I I want to like meet people and like have like like a like have a normal date and like not sleep with them and like see how that goes and you know I, yeah that's where I'm at right now and I I am I allowed to read a text exchange that you and I had yeah is that okay yeah for sure okay. while while you pull that out I am going to comment on the fact that 
we draw off of past experiences. And so a lot of the times um, with what you're talking about in protecting yourself from having to be vulnerable and um, I think that that is super common because even if you've had that conversation online uh, and you've put out some of your stuff and you've you know shown a little bit of your vulnerable side, um, that's totally different than when you're in person with someone. It's like you have to go through that process all over again because now there's a real human sitting in front of you and like you can't hide behind I'm just going to delete this text and never talk to them again. They're right there. And I think that um, keeping that, that shield, uh, which probably is something – that you're drawing off from a past experience, um, that's super common. Anytime we're in a situation that brings back a common feeling that we had, we kind of like default back to that place. And that is like, you know, it puts you, it puts this, this, uh, this shell around yourself. And uh, so I think that that's part of what you're navigating now. But the main thing is that your priorities have changed. And so, you know, you just have to understand what you're looking for now is is different and that like your past doesn't need to define your current situation. Yeah, and I think realizing cuz as women, you know, I guess this whole idea of like how do I get a man to like me or whatever the case may be and it's like you know, men what I'm learning is that, like, sure, men men will sleep with you, sure, and and like they'll like it and they'll enjoy it, but that's not what that's not what a man that's not what gets a man to actually like you to actually like respect you for a human being. So there's like that quick sort of like superficial like adrenaline high that you get when someone finds you attractive and you sleep with someone, but that's not that's not that's not the lasting stuff, and right. and and. The, you know, the pressure to to do that, like, right. So, you know, it's been years and years and years and years since I've dated men. Like, I, you know, I was in middle school and high school and stuff like that. So, like, for me, as a 38-year-old woman, a lot of this stuff is just coming up because these are the things that were, like, I'm being triggered from when I was, like, in middle school and high school and all this pressure to do th- these things in order to get a guy to like you. And especially in the online world because I think, you know, there's this idea of, like, well, if other women are doing it and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But – um, but really, it's 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 challenging those beliefs, and for me, it's just it's sitting in the discomfort, like just literally sitting in the discomfort of like, uh, yeah. So this guy that I'm going to go on this date with, like, you know, may or may not like me, right? And like, I um, I I actually don't have a ton of control over that. The only thing I can do is like bring myself exactly. and bring my best self like whatever that means and really like my goal honestly is like just that same theme is to to just be vulnerable like just not put up a front and not try so hard just like just like I did with that one guy like I'm gonna be anxious about this like put it out there like hey I'm really nervous on this date like I'm scared I won't have a lot to say or like I'm scared, you know, we might not connect or, you know, like all those things like just just allow myself to be in the discomfort and not, you know, necessarily need to take action, which totally brings me to this text. Just a funny I just think people will find it funny like. This text exchange that you so we're on a on a on a chat with a few friends and it's a really fun chat and we share stories and get advice from each other and it's actually been really really helpful for me. So I was going to go on a date last night with someone who I have been exchanging messages with where it really hasn't been like a sexual exchange. It's been um, you know like I just I I felt like. You know, this is someone that I'm going to meet with who, like, there's just, like, potential for just something beyond just sexual. And I really want to commit to, like, meeting him and sitting in the anxiety of it and then not engaging in, like, you know, my go-to, which is, like, I'm going to feel like I have to sleep with him because that's how I alleviate my anxiety. So I said – I sent this text, hey – Need encouragement. I have a date tonight. Like, I I think an actual date with an actual normal human being. 
We're like doing a normal thing, like meeting at a restaurant at 5:30. I'm super nervous. I feel like I'm gonna want to blow him because I'm anxious, but I don't actually want to do that. So you wrote back, ah, yes, the old anxiety blowjobs, common issue. That's my first thought when I'm anxious. I hope this anxiety doesn't make me blow someone I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so then another friend wrote a really funny thing, and she was like, which actually was very sweet. And she said, "Lauren, you have a lot to say. I promise you don't have to resort to putting his penis in your mouth to fill up time." And then this is hilarious. She wrote, "And if the urge strikes, start stuck sucking your thumb. Guys love that." <laughs> So that was like part of our exchange, and I know you know, like I, I know I'm talking about something like serious, like the, the pressures to like you know have sex and do these things, and all, you know all that stuff. And I know it's complicated, and it just brings up a lot of feelings and things like that for people, and certainly for myself. But but I, I, I think it's important, and I because I think I think just you know again being having the awareness of what this is for me and, you know, having the awareness that, like, when I feel anxious, my go-to is to get the person to like me and to want to put up this front and to push down any anxiety and any discomfort. And we all have our different coping skills and we all resort to different things. And what my goal is is to do something different than what I have been doing in the past. And so that different thing is to just be anxious and just allow the anxiety to surface. Know that I'm still lovable, even when I'm anxious, even when I don't know what to say, even when I have food stuck in my teeth and I'm on a date at a restaurant, and even when, Whatever other like super vulnerable thing happens, and just sitting there with the anxiety and not need to do anything, and know that at the end of the day, like I have enough faith and trust in myself that regardless of what happens, like I'm still gonna be there for myself. I have a good support system, and I don't have to try so hard. So. And that feels really scary, and I, and I'm going to practice it, and now we'll report back on our next show. But that's just kind of where I'm at. Yeah, and I think that what you were able to do, and obviously the text exchange is a good example of that, and also hilarious. But <laughs> to be able to put your shit out there, even though you know you're talking to people who you know support you, and you feel comfortable um, being vulnerable with, just the fact that you owned those common you know, this is what I do when I'm anxious. This is how I feel. And obviously, like, there was some stuff there where you're feeling like you have to impress somebody. You're feeling like, how do I get this person to like me? You're feeling like, am I good enough? All the shit that started to come up. If you don't actually put it out there and address it, it's going to keep happening. And what you've been able to unpack is that in order to act, you know, in order to um, evolve and grow from that, you have to do something different than what you've always done. Um, and so, you know, just acknowledging it and then allowing yourself to realize, like, this is this is my normal coping mechanism. This is what I do. I'm putting it out there. I'm owning it. And then trying to change the perspective that you actually don't have to do anything to get anyone to like you. Like, your mission is not to put on this uh, front to get somebody to like you. Your mission is to be 100% authentically you and attract whatever that brings. So you're not like – there's no effort in I have to act a certain way. I have to be somebody. I have to you know, do these things um, in hopes that somebody will then you know, see what I'm doing. And um, you know, it's, it's more about you just get to be you and whatever that brings, that's what it's going to bring and knowing that – if the shit that you talked about, like you have food in your teeth or you, you know, do something stupid on a date, and if that's enough for somebody to be like, ah, oh, that, you know, that's not worth it, like, fuck that person. That's obviously the what you're putting out there, the energy that you're putting out. That person is not worth it. And it's not, uh, I think that 
the mindset and I, I, I agree with you. It's super common for women. It's like, what, what do I have to do to get a man to approve or like me? And like, you think about it from that perspective and it's super common. So just trying to shift that mindset into, I actually don't have to do anything. I don't have to impress anyone. I can just legitimately be exactly who I am. But that process starts with self-awareness. And I think that's why your text was so powerful as you know, sometimes difficult <laughs> as your brother to see shit like that. <laughs> but I think that the fact is that I'm able to see that your your self-awareness is there, you're owning your shit, you're putting it out there, and, you, and you're doing that because you don't want to fall into the same habits and the same traps and you want to evolve and you want to break out of that and you want to just, you know, be exactly who you are and bring the right person into your life. And I think that continuing continuing to go down that process that you are um, will inevitably bring that result. Well, and I think that that's why, I mean, it, what you were saying, like just even just realizing like all the stuff that it, that comes up for me as you were saying it, because I was like, wow, I've never actually like had that experience before. Like, you know, if you think about it, if I stopped dating men when I was in like high school, I've never actually had like an experience with a guy where I was like, I can really just be myself right now. Like I don't even know what that feels like and to to think that like I don't have to try so hard um you know it just it feels really scary like and it it it's something that I'm I'm just going to keep practicing and like you said I think the the biggest number one thing with that is going to be self-awareness and just you know um I I think for self I, what I'm learning with self-awareness like what does that look like what is self-awareness for me it's like tuning into my body and like what's going on in my body right now and like learning like not having to do something in relation to what's going on in my body and just so noticing like what does anxiety feel like in my body at this moment it feels like my stomach's tightening up it feels like my heart is racing and and noticing that and like like I'll even just sort of say to myself like all right, I'm going to sit with that. Like, I'm going to sit with your tight stomach. I'm going to sit with, like, the heart racing. I'm just going to sit with that. I'm not – I'm going to, like, tell you, like, like still you actually don't need to do anything about it. Just sit with it. Just let it be here. Just stay with it. And that's what self-awareness has been like for me. And, you know, again, it, and then, then it goes back to what we were saying about vulnerability. But, you know, I know we're, we're wrapping up, but but I just need you to tell the story of like, so as I've been doing this online dating thing, our very anxious Jewish mother has been having like a very hard time because she is convinced that every potential person that I meet is Ted Bundy, the next Ted Bundy, and that um, she has all these different ideas about people and, you know, all this, where I should meet them and how and what and it's um, creating a lot of anxiety. So can you just tell the story of the phone call that you got from her? I'm not sure if I remember, like, the full context of it. Um, but basically, well, first I'm going to say that I do agree. I mean, so our mom is, like, to the extreme. So <laughs> I will say that. But I also agree with her that you do have to be careful and you do have to be smart. And as your brother, you know... I like to check in and make sure, like, if you have a date, uh, you know, that I know that everything is fine, that you're safe. And, uh, you know, I but I think that, you know, she takes it too far. So I got a phone call and uh, my mom was like, you have to talk to your sister. And I'm like, well, what am I going to tell her? She's like, she can't just go on these dates like everybody she meets has the potential to be Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy was charming and everyone <laughs> said he was a super nice guy. And then the next thing you know, you know what happens. And <laughs> so I tried to calm her down, which wasn't working. And I said, you're right. Ted, Ted Bundy was charming. <laughs> you are accurate. And, um, you know, I think we should maybe have a little bit more faith. And she was like, I, I just don't, I just don't know what to do with her. Maybe she'll listen to you. And I said, I don't, I don't really think she'll listen to me. Like knowing Lauren for as long as we have, um, she tends to just do her own thing. And I think, you know, we just have to, um, have faith. And I said, if it makes you feel any better, it's a little bit more, <laughs> it's a little bit, uh, more difficult to be a serial killer these days because of technology. And it's hard to get away with, uh, or it's more challenging because, you know, we're kind of, um, constantly being plugged into 
apps and all this other stuff and um that didn't really sit too well with her and so uh you know that was the extent of the conversation um am i well i think i think there was a, a moment there where she said something along the lines of like Jesus Christ, we were better off when she was dating women. Yes, that was the, <laughs> that was the punchline that I forgot. Um, and I also asked her how she felt confident in marrying my dad if every man is potentially Ted Bundy. Um, and she said that after they were married, she questioned how she would know that he's not a murderer. <laughs> and so that gives you an insight into the level of anxiety that she's dealing with. Um, Fortunately, they've been married for a ridiculously long time. So her intuition was accurate. And whatever he answered at the time, I'm not sure what he said, but maybe we can get some advice from dad and right. <laughs> on how to calm her down. Well, I've stopped telling mom about my dates and when I'm going on dates. So now I'll, I'll tell her afterwards so to idea. avoid the anxiety. And, you know, in the, sort of the last thing as we just like sort of wrap up, you know, in addition to just you know, the the vulnerability and the things that I'm working on in terms of having like real dates and real connection and stuff. Um, I just want to say like, and, and I'm, I am far, far from an expert on online date, far from an expert. What I will say as I am learning all of this is that, like you said, you know, trying not to take anything personal, right? Like you don't, know what's going on with the other person people like i'm actually like worried in a way about like what online dating and just like online interactions in general is doing to like humanity in a way because i think there's this like disconnect so the way that people treat other people like i've got i've had like full-on deep 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 conversations with people and then literally like they ghost me and they like unmatch me and there's like no way to connect like like you would like never really like for the most part people don't typically do that like in person right like or when you have like an actual connection so you know that's been um that's been really hard to like maintain faith in humanity maintain my own integrity my own like caring about other individuals and compassion and like and and continuing to put myself out there and continuing to be vulnerable and continuing to have respect for other people as I am oft you know as I navigate this and as people like will disrespect me or ghost me or like make a plan and then not show up or like send me a dick pic like right away or I've had a guy like call me out of nowhere and he was like in the middle of masturbating and we didn't even like have a any kind of connection or dynamic or relationship or anything like that so it is it is not easy this online dating world is not easy and so just i guess what i would want to just say is that for me i need to continue to do things that um to sort of protect my sort of faith in people and continue to have like real live like interactions and continuously check in with myself and do the things that I need to do to like not totally like lose faith in people. So like, you know, I like journaling and listening to music and talking to friends and being with people in my like my real life and my family and you know, really kind of remembering that, like, again, I think like a really big thing is like not taking it personal and not getting too wrapped into this online thing and like just sort of waiting until it gets to the point of actually like a, a real connection, like in person, because it's it's been really hard, I will say. Yeah. And I, I love these conversations because it's not just online dating. Like you said, it's I mean, it is everything. It's what we're up against right now. I think a big part as we continue to get more plugged in, it's only going to get worse. And I think a big part of our health and well-being as people is going to be our relationship with technology. And I think that that's going to be a huge focus of like actually disconnecting and like actually experiencing things outside of a screen. And I think it's just going to continue to be more challenging. And I think that you know, there's different areas that it manifests itself. Certainly online dating is one, but it really applies to everyday life. And so I, I love just the take-home message um, in continuing to 
do things 100% for yourself and being in tune with who you are, what's meaningful for you, you know, like being authentic to yourself. And um, I think that that is a great take-home message to wrap up with. Um, I do appreciate you coming back. And uh, I know you have to run out to an acupuncture appointment. So I I will let you get to that. And I'm sure we'll have more requests for round three. Um, It's always great to... Uh, take these kind of situations and then just like extrapolate it out to everyday life because regardless of whether somebody can relate to online dating or, you know, there's not many people who have gone from like dating, you know, the same sex for a really long time to like going to the opposite sex. And um, regardless of whether you can relate to that or not, the take-home messages apply literally across the board in like so many different areas, which I think is awesome. So for our our next episode, I'm going to compile – I'm going to do like a little research study because what has been so fascinating is what – and I wasn't anticipating – I guess I just wasn't thinking about it. But all of the things that the different guys have said to me once they find out that I've dated – that I've been mostly with women, I'm going to do a research study and I'm going to bring back some information for you because the the comments have been really interesting and really fascinating. So so stay tuned for that. That's perfect. Yes. All right. Awesome. Looking forward to it and talk to you soon.